Fox Sports 1480 AM, 102.5 FM, The Gambler. In Philly, there's a group that brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer. Take a shot and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody, welcome to an absolutely ridiculous episode of Green Legion Radio. Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Oh, my God, Diaz, you are an idiot. I swear, these guys don't appreciate comedy. This cancel culture, it's getting everybody. You almost got us canceled. Listen, Did how you are you, how are you supposed to dress up like a ghost these days? <laughs> Don't be stupid. For those of you that didn't see it on Facebook Live, obviously yeah. none of you. Uh, Thank Brent, God, because we're still on. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, D- it looked like a... D- almost, Diaz almost got Green Ninja yeah. Radio canceled for good. As, as, as Kyle said... He looked like Ku Klux Klan. Oh, no, <laughs> oh, it was a solid burn. Oh, was cancel God. culture ain't going to let us in. For, for those for those of you out there listening, I, my costume was playoff Giroux. I was supposed to be invisible, so I was supposed to be a ghost. And I purposely put uh, a hockey helmet on so it wouldn't look just, it wouldn't look bad. It just it just <laughs> isn't going to work, bro. Don't even just say shit. shit. I, I, you know, it was you got to and we I think we got busted off of. Uh, uh, off of Facebook Live right away because we're we're playing all Eagles songs tonight. So be ready to join back in because we're playing all Eagles songs. This tonight, everybody, is the first Green Legion Radio tribute week to the Eagles Cowboys matchup. We call it Dallas Sucks one point Dallas Sucks nice. One point because it's coming because we got a second one this year and many more to follow. <laughs> Everybody, my name's Quimby. I am joined alongside our producer, Kyle Slash Nunamaker, Big Chris Sackmaster, Sack Attack, Reggie Uwaha, our intern with so much to bring to the table, Super <laughs> Sam Ross. Hi, What's hi, happening? Hi, 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 hi. Michael, shut up, Diaz, with the greatest costume you'll never see. <laughs> Great concept, poor execution. <laughs> and number 78 in your program, number one in your heart. 10-year veteran with the Philadelphia Eagles, 15-year NFL vet, Hollis Tank, Big Dog, Thomas. Good evening. Uh, I would love to see you on a motorcycle. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. No. I don't think the world has that much leather for you no. to be wearing. I'm a, I'm a man. I don't wear that much leather. <laughs> don't, like, don't, don't lie. When, the last time I came over to your place, you answered in stirrups. Come on. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have assless And chaps. assless chaps. <laughs> I do not have assless chaps. Uh, what a start. Woo. Oh, yeah. This is great. All right, everybody. So, Dallas sucks. 1.0. We've got... All kinds of good stuff to talk about tonight. We're going to do the uh, the matchup between the boys and the birds uh, towards the uh, the latter part of the show. We've got stories galore from Hollis. We have the ten best touchdowns in Eagles Cowboys rivalry history that obviously favor our boys in Midnight Green. Instead of kick ass or jackass, we got a new twist to that. And uh, uh, Betty White in the form of Quimby, is going to narrate Peter Rodica in the form of Chapter 1 <laughs> of 
our weekend in Avalon during the pickle juice game. So we've got a story, and that's going to take a good 10 minutes to get through. Uh, I wrote it uh, as the start of a book. And I hope you guys enjoyed. Sam, what would you think of it? You read it. It was excellent. You liked it? I would have added some more comments. That's it. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we can co-write this. Oh. I'll help you fix it. We don't. He's not known for his grammar, punctuation, nope. or spelling. Grammar was good. Spelling was good. We just need some commas. Suck it. Oh, man. Oh, I thought we were going to break a record there. Yeah. Well, actually, no, you, you've been fired before the show. Yeah, yeah. I, I violated all of the HR. Because the good news is you're fired. Yeah, you, you you violated them all. Oh, all you were missing was that, that fiery tea. Yeah. <laughs> For tolerance. So, let's start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's start, uh, let's start off the show with Kick-Ass or Jackass. We're going to get into Hollis and what happened in Hollis history and what happened this week in sports history. But in a different twist, as we were trying to come up with Kick-Ass or Jackass, all we're thinking about was former Cowboys players or current Cowboys players. And the answer was simply going to be jackass across the board. Jackass. It could have been jackass or jerk-off. Uh, we could have gone that road, but uh, we were pushing it with three jerk-offs last week. And, uh, and, and we're already two. at two. And we're already at two. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. You're maintaining quota there, Quimby. <laughs> yes, you are. This is going swimmingly. Uh, swimmingly. <laughs> so I have, uh, uh, in, in, in my personal opinion, my top ten most hated cowboys. And uh, actually, believe it or not, Emmett Smith is off that list. There are so many more people that I dislike more than him. I thought he did his job. He beat the snot out of us on the regular on a regular basis, but he was just that good. Uh, there was nothing that you could you could say about that. However, there's plenty of cowboys here which I absolutely despise. And I was going to just go through the list of mine, and then you guys. Okay, join in and tell me what you think. I wrote down my own list. Did you? Separate from what you have on there. Excellent. Oh, excellent. Well, cool. thanks for taking some initiative. Where the hell have you guys been? Oh, Athlete Row. Gotcha. Yeah. We're the talent. You guys do all the heavy lifting. Damn, Dick Cheney. I was going to give it to you off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to write it down. I had to write it down. You know, well, my I, bad. I, you know, I, so, I Diaz, once again, the good news is you're fired. <laughs> all right. Uh, number 10 for me, Darren Woodson. Number nine, Tony Romo. Good God, yes. Number eight, Leon Lett. Big Kitty, yes. <laughs> she don't <laughs> mind. She don't mind. She don't mind. He Cocaine. Had the, he had the highest voice. Number seven, Nate Newton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Two times, 170 uh-huh. plus pounds of uh, the Swedish Chiba no demand. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Des Bryant. New uh, member yeah. of the practice squad in Baltimore. Yeah, yep, of news, course. News yesterday. This one was a tough one for me. Because uh, he could be number one, but I threw him down because I didn't. You know, this is more my era, and I know our listener uh, base is a little bit a little bit younger these days. But at number five, I have Roy Williams, but he could be my most hated cowboy of all time. Seriously. But which one? The receiver or the. Yes. <laughs> Started the horse collar rule yeah, back yeah. in 04. Uh, uh, on T.O. Mm-hmm. Next. And even though you, you're my boy now, as a cowboy, you were not. Terrell Owens coming in at number four. Yes. No. Don't don't cancel Punta Cana. You're still coming. Uh, That's my teammate. <laughs> number three, Deion Sanders. Yep. Number two, you knew he was coming at some point, Michael Irvin. The playmaker. And, of course, number one, even though I respect him as a businessman, I think he's a complete knucklehead. Jerry Jones. 
I consider him a cowboy, considering he owns the damn thing. So. <laughs> never die. Please, never die, Jay. Yeah. Stay Please, forever. continue. Continue. Facelifts galore. Yep. <laughs> so, uh... Who wants to take uh, take stage? Zach, do it. Zach Master. All right. So you say that you can't hate Emmett Smith. I can. I can too. Okay. Out out of the out of the three of them, out of the triplets, he was the one that you hated the most, and he got the most credit. But let's remember what his offensive line looked like. Orlando Scandrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good one. Good one. Good one. Now we obviously hate him for being a scumbag here. After the fact, but then he wants to go on, uh, you know, some shows with some guys. Yes, uh, I'm not going to give the guy any credit or yeah, any pub, time. but uh, he wants to sit there and call us out. Greg Hardy, you hit women. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. you hit women. You're on my list. Marco Murray. Uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, has to be on this. Uh, you know what? Has to be on I, this I, list. I, I don't. I, 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 I disagree with it. I disagree with it only because. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be the, uh, the the next coming, but you had the worst head coach to ever come out of college football <laughs> at, at, at the helm. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, the know. only good thing that DeMarco Murray did here was take, the, was take the seat next to Jeffrey Lurie on the way home from New England, <laughs> which led to Chip Kelly getting fired <laughs> after, the, after the D.C. game a week later. Zeke, I'm sorry, man. Take that spoon and shove it up your ass oh, because you've been awful. Awful. Well, you see what happens when that offensive line that isn't quite the offensive line it used to be. That, that there you are. He has right. it, squat this it, year. It, it no, crumbles, and, he's, so. and he's fumbled more this year than he has in any other season combined. It it's it's always career. good to sign a, uh, a heavily used running back. You know, to a well, he's actually deal. getting heavy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, I didn't ever see this guy play, but I remember him coming out for this uh, to announce the Cowboys' oh, second round selection at the Art Museum steps in Philadelphia mm-hmm. back in 2017, and he wanted to sit there and call us out. Drew Pearson, you are a clown, and I'm so excited that you didn't get into the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and you cried like the big big. Baby, that you are. Harold like, Carmichael got in though. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! How about them Cowboys? <laughs> I got a, I only got a couple of. Hey, them. that's a great list. Uh, uh, it's, it, you know what? This is two different generations, right? Here. Absolutely, uh, and, and, was perfect. And, you know, uh, uh, th- those are those are those are great calls, man. Tank. Now I have a, I have a couple of them. Um, <laughs> you got to start out with Bill Bates. Oh, uh, I hate you know, Bill Bates. Hey, you know that he was at that tailgate that yeah, you stole the I, microphone and at. I, and I stayed away from him because I didn't want to shut-change him. Uh, <laughs> shut-change him, he's hit him in the mouth. Um, <laughs> um, I hate primetime. I hate that. I hated the, the whole offensive line. Although they did, uh, image, I didn't like Emmett either. And you can see by all the stats I got against him. Um, <laughs> there was a, there's, there's one other person. He's a kicker. And he came here oh. and he ruined one of our games. Oh yeah, Chris Bonio. Yes. Bonio. <laughs> Everybody's missing out on Chris Bonio. Chris Bonio sucked donkey balls. And it, it came here. We had the game won, and he botched the kick. So, uh, besides prime time, he needs on his knees. Uh, was that's pretty much it. Michael Irvin doesn't make your list. Yeah, Michael. I said Michael Irvin. Yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, you said Michael Irvin. I didn't. Th- I didn't think I didn't need to say it anymore. I, I have a couple that I can. Add. I mean, I agree. Uh, of course. Uh, how about Miles Austin? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. And, and he it, played here too. Yeah. And this is this is and and Whitey in Buffalo. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say him. Yep. And this is what this is what I, I'll tell you. This is probably for me and his generation. I don't know if you remember Butch Johnson. And Danny White. I used to hate oh, those Danny son White. of an onions. Well, Johnston. We uh, yeah. you know. Couldn't stand. Yeah, I couldn't stand the cat. What was it, the uh, Texas Quake? 
And there's all these yeah. that crap. Yeah. I'm kick him square in his teeth. I, I got a couple more. <laughs> well, how about no one said Sean Lee? I know he's hurt, but come on, hate Sean Lee. You got to have actually played. I more, I more hate Vander Esch for the neck roll. Uh, <laughs> like, 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 he, he, he would his neck, neck would fall off <laughs> if he didn't have that roll. <laughs> I get it. Just, I don't know. But like, he he annoys me. Like he was so hyped coming out of college. Like Sean Lee, you never knew that he was there because Hollis no. is right. It seemed like any time we played them, he, he was wasn't hurt. playing. Yeah, he was hurt. Can you go through a list without saying Tom Landry? Yeah, that was my last one. Yeah. Thanks, Gobbler. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. You're taking too long. I mean, yeah. you also have... I, you know, I was wondering if we were going to bring up some of the names. Bill like Parcells. People. Well, Roger Staubach. Tony Dorsett. Tony Dorsett. You know, but Herschel. these are... Herschel. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know a guy that used to annoy me, too, was Marion Barber. Marion <laughs> <laughs> Barber the third. Yeah. Like I, he, he was annoying. And if we're going to talk about the ultimate annoyance of Cowboys, let's talk about the fraud Philadelphia Cowboy fan. Jamie Hollenbach. I, t- I already picked uh, Tony Romo. Sorry. Did I forget to answer oh. Charles Haley? Yeah. T- t- l- our friend Louise down in uh, in Miami <laughs> said Charles Haley. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. Pretty much, I can hate anybody that has the Ed Norton uh, has the star. <laughs> Barry Switzer. Barry Switzer. Oh, yeah. Well, we're gonna have a little tribute on yeah. that one here <laughs> in a little bit. Russ, Ed, Ed, Wharton, Ed Norton. Russ Taylor said the veteran stadium turf even hated Michael Irvin. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Houck, baby. Tim, Tim Houck. He was ducking him. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got that. I got that Tinder story coming right at you. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Alvin Harper. Nice call, oh, Brad. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is good stuff. Good. We got audience participation this evening. Uh, well, I, hey, I'm kind of Jason kinda Witten. How do we not say Jason Witten? I, I, I didn't I hate him. I don't hate Jason oh, Witten. Running bald headed without his helmet on Monday <laughs> night or whatever that was. <laughs> Get the hell out! As of an announcer, yes. He never. You know what? He never. As an announcer, yes. But he never really stuck in my craw. He didn't, he didn't really do anything. Did anybody say Troy? <laughs> no. Troy. Troy Aikman. Yeah, but yeah. I think Troy has kind of made it up over the last twenty years. I enjoy him as a broadcaster. That, I, I don't. He's really actually like, pretty good. I don't really like Troy mainly because when, uh, the year we retired him after the pickle juice game. You know, he got into uh, broadcasting, and he, he said, uh, the Eagles defense is not that good. I was like, yeah, oh. we, we hit you ten times, and yeah. we sacked you How eight. How many times was that? Yeah, we, hit, we hit him ten times and sacked him eight. Made you, made you, put you in the booth with uh, Joe Buck. Nah, take that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be enough right there, right? Put you in the booth with Joe Buck. Uh, since you guys were kind enough to bring up Barry Switzer. All right, let's do it. Up the middle, incomplete. In the direction of Michael Irvin. They need 10 for a first. And Troy Aikman back to throw. Gets it out. Not enough for a first down to Corey Fleming. Unless they're going to try and draw him offside, I think they cannot go for it here. Emmett Smith's a deep back. Emmett Smith gets a carry and he doesn't make it. No, that's a bad call. You can't do that. that Look at the Eagles. They know that Colt could have won the Eagles this game. They're in field goal range right now. Right now, and then all they have to do is run that clock down. Now they're saying maybe the two-minute warning ran out. No, I don't think so. That ball was snapped before, and you can't stop the play in the middle of the play for the two-minute warning. No, that's, that's the Eagles' ball. The Cowboys' offensive unit's still on the field. Well, maybe they're the saying that the two minutes. Watch the official well, on the far side down. of the field. Well, he is signaling no play. Down. You're right. You're right. They did say the two minutes came up before the ball was snapped. 
It's fourth and it's still a foot. Emmett Smith is still deep with Daryl Johnston in front of him. Same play. Didn't get it again. Didn't get it again. That's unbelievable. This is unbelievable. What in the heck is going on? <laughs> the score's tied. You're on the road. <laughs> I don't know. Third and five. And it's Waters again. He does not get back to the line. Anyway, <laughs> is there a voice that is more synonymous with football or Thanksgiving than Pat Summerall's? I was going to say, how many scotches was Pat Summerall in by that? <laughs> oh, who, who as, as many as Tank normally is in on one of our shows. <laughs> Pat Summerall, you know his real name is not first name is not Pat. It's a decimal PAT point point after yeah. after touchdown. Wow, this is his uh, real name is, is I forgot what his real name is, but it's not. Oh, thanks, Jeopardy. I'm, Tank Clavin over here. Yeah, uh, but his real Tank name they, it was it was only that it was only that because of uh, PAT. Now, if you guys do, if you guys don't remember the implications of this game, if the, the Cowboys won or tied, they clinched uh, their division. Uh, this was two thousand. No, uh, no, no, excuse me, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and it was week fifteen. Uh, George Allen, Pat, Pat Summerall. Yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> what I want to point out in this game, all right, if you guys watch this with us, all right, this is the fourth and one debacle with Barry Switzer. Uh, you know, one of those, well, Fuller was all over the field that yeah. night. Uh, Mamula actually, I think, got a sack that night. He yeah, actually he did, got yeah. to the, the, quarterback. the quarterback. Yes. Um, at the end of the game, you saw uh, Aikman. Just screaming at Eric Williams for that 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 final sack they took. Oh uh, yeah, uh, like, brutal. Like literally. You know what? Let me see if I can find that. Uh, now, you know what? I'm not going to do that right now because we're going to lose a little bit of momentum. Yeah. But the one thing that I want to point out: if you watch that replay, right? That official does not do this before that ball is snapped. Yeah, you watch it. He didn't. Right? He, did, he waited that right after the ball. Snapped. Which stands to defend mm -hmm. the statement that. That Richard Ed Hockley has been trying to screw the Eagles for years. Now they got his son. Now we got to worry about his son. Yeah. Now his, his demon seed. I know. <laughs> right? Because that was Hockley officiating well, that game. Yeah. He tried to screw us. Didn't happen, Ed. Sorry. Sorry. Yo. Sorry, Dor Which Dorette. way to the beach? Yeah, go hit the, go hit the weight. <laughs> go hit the weight room, bitch. <laughs> also, those, those uh, classic Eagles. Uniforms, the 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 Kelly green helmets, yep. the silver pants. Let's bring that back next year. I love it. I love it. If you do It'll never happen. Game, if you do, Jeffrey Lurie sure. hates those colors. No, that's not true. His ex wife did. No. He wants to bring them back. No, he, he, he will bring them back. No, no he, he hates does. them. He, he All right, I just keep we adding to the things I'm right about. We talked about this a couple uh, shows ago. Yeah. All right, it, it's it, if he wanted to bring them back. Don't you think done. he would have done it already? And it's a revenue source. I, I understand. We we don't need to get into it. It's more about the single helmet. Once that rule expires, they're going to bring it back. He wants to bring it back. He's quoted as bringing it back. No, he didn't. I, I, I'm following it. I will bring it up after the okay. next segment. Good. Please, please do. Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. What are we? Uh, what are we missing? Oh, big dog. We didn't What's get up? to you yet. Yeah, I guess we got to go. To we got to. You know what? Let, let's let's do this. Let's take a let's take our break right now. All right, because we got a couple minutes left on this one, but. We'll come back and we'll make that up on uh, on the next segment. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. We'll be back with more Dallas Sucks 1.0 right after this. Dallas Sucks! <laughs>
All right, everybody. Welcome back. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Hey, Facebook, we're recording for iHeartRadio, you jackasses. Quit knocking our phone, or our Facebook live feed off. God, I can't stand these guys. <laughs> Yo, we spend money with you. You know that, right? We spend money with you. I, I just came close to swearing, but I'm not doing yeah, it. Yeah, please don't. Anyway, welcome back, everybody, to Dallas Sucks 1.0. That means yes. Uh, around uh, when we playing Christmas, Christmas uh, Day, Christmas Day this wow. year on that no, Friday, the twenty seventh, the Is Sunday. It oh, it's the twenty seventh, yeah, Christmas yeah, weekend. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Flights so, were going to be difficult. That's why we weren't going. Yeah, nine hundred ninety nine dollars a pop. American Airlines. Thanks. Yeah, hey, wait up, right into your hub, right from one <laughs> hub to another for a thousand bucks. Suck it. Uh, anyway. So we, uh, we're a little bit behind here and got plenty more to talk about. But before we go any further, it's time for the big dog, everybody. Hollis, what happened this week in sports history and what happened this week in Hollis history? And I know it's a cowboy story. <laughs> well, today is October the 29th, 2020. That's the 303rd day of the year. There's 63 of these puppies left. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start out with events. Uh, the very first event is October the 25th, 1964, the Wrong Way Run by the Minnesota Vikings, uh, 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 Jim, Marshall. Jim Marshall. He ran 66 yards in the wrong direction, direction. with a fumble recovery. Yes. For a safety. For, yeah, well, pretty much for a safety. Damn. It's the number one NFL blooper of all time. Yep. <laughs> and then we go to October the 26th with uh, Steve Carlton, uh, 1982, when Steve Carlton became the very first pitcher to uh, win four Cy Youngs, Cy Young Awards. Wow. Yeah, also, in 1993, they announced uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, for, uh, to be in, Carolina, in Charlotte. And we go to October the 28th when the, uh, in 1959, one of our favorite places to visit. Uh, they awarded the Buffalo Bills to Ralph Wilson. 1980, uh, 1981, Bill, Giles, Bill Giles, guess what he did? He became the CEO of uh, the Philadelphia Phillies in 1981. Good man. Also in 2008, on this day, what, what, what went down? Come on, man. Brad Lidge. Yes. yes. Brad <laughs> yes. Lidge, man. Yes. We won World Series champion. Part two. It was the outside of my, my kids being born. It was the greatest <laughs> moment of my life. Yes. <laughs> I hope your wife's listening. <laughs> she, she already knows. Yes. <laughs> she knows what she writes. Hey, I have some quick birthdays here. Uh, 1961, Randy Jackson. 1970. <laughs> yeah, of the, of the Jackson Five. The, the officer I mean, forgot about Jackson. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't meet Randy Jackson and not get his autograph, right? <laughs> you know, you don't. 1971. What's the have, singer from uh, uh, Coming to America? Randy Watson. Randy Watson. Randy Watson. <laughs> From What's Up and What's Down episode of That's My Mama. <laughs> Randy Watson. You have Winona Ryder. Sexual 19... chocolate. <laughs> 1971. And you have uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, 1972. Also Gabrielle Union. And 1981, ah. yes, exactly, Amanda Beard. In 1987, somebody who we're going to play against, uh, who, who we may play against if he comes out of concussion proto protocol, Andy Dalton. Carrot oh, hey. <laughs> And today's national holidays. Today's National Oatmeal Day, Internet Day, uh, Cat Day, and since it's the COVID nineteen, it is Hermit Day also. <laughs> this week's story. Uh, this week's story starts back on October the tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Then young coach Andy Reid going up against the Cowboys and Chan Gailey. It's about sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty nine. There was one we missed. Yes, and sixty nine fans in Veterans Stadium. The very first play of the game, quick slant to uh, then 
Michael Irvin, number 88, Michael Irvin of the Dallas Cowboys. As I come out of the line, I see him take a look at our 180-pound safety coming down to totally destroy him, and he takes a pure and uncut nosedive. I went back to make sure that was the way the play went. We, we ended, <laughs> and, it went, and it went exactly that way. Uh, they tried to they tried to make out like he was like uh, so brave because he later on I'm saying I'll give you guys this story mainly because later on he called Todd Pixon a coward for looking for for the Redskins game and a six foot three two hundred fifty pound safety who runs a four three rest his soul Sean Taylor was He's, buried down on him and he just said the light was in his eye but he he, he reprimanded him for being a cowboy and I'm thinking to myself you ducked a hundred and eighty pound safety and it, and pretty much that was the other part of that was. Primetime, who's another hated cowboy, he ran and dove on the ground, talking about he wanted to lay healing hands on him. And uh, then that ensued the booze and people, booze and cheers. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you are one pathetic loser. Well, it ensued the booze and cheers, and everybody was called us a bad crowd, but they was only booing and cheering because they pulled primetime away from uh, Michael Irvin because he was trying to lay healing hands on Michael Irvin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, that's what I got for you today. And we end up winning the game. Yeah, uh, Russ up, Taylor's right. The turf got revenge on uh, Michael Irvin. Yes, he did. We end up winning the game 13-10. Uh, to 10. And... You, and it, this is this is a for my shootout, huh? Yeah, I know, but see, this is for my gambling people. The uh, under over was thirty seven points. Let's talk about under overs, yeah. or, uh, over, over unders. Under. Yeah, uh, this week. What is it? The kid hit for uh, forty seven hundred dollars over the weekend. Woo! Wow. <laughs> I had a bad week. I hit three three team parlays. Bang in, yeah, yo, what's up? Just follow me. Bet every over in college. <laughs> Because that's all it is right now. Bet every over in college. Let me say that again. Bet every over in college. Mm. Really? Every over. I get, I think 75% hit this week. Wow. At least. At wow. least. Speaking of college real quick, Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> to be fair, I, that ball was out of bounds. First. I don't get too. To be fair, Penn State sucks. That was. God, and, I hate Penn State. And, it, and, to, and the ball wasn't out of bounds. All you have to do is break the plane. And when I say break the plane, it's like you just have to just no, have to break, the, break the break the. And your analytics should suggest that since Indiana won, they should be at least ranked number eight now. <laughs> they didn't crack the top ten, did they? Nope, probably not. Then why do you keep putting Penn State up there? Oh, that's right. Ratings. <laughs> NCAA. Joke. <laughs> Joke. Thanks, brother. Uh, no problem. That's Appreciate all I, that, that's what I have for you the story this week. We did win. Uh, we that was a, that was our first. That was one of Andy's first endearing moments to the fans. So, well, I have endearing moments to the fans right here <laughs> in this beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 article written uh, from uh, Randy Jobst on Bleacher Report. The top ten touchdowns in favor of the Eagles during a Cowboys game, and I would like to start with this list if you guys would. Oh love yeah, it. please. Yeah. This is this a, is porn. This this this, <laughs> this this is this is football porn yeah, right yeah. here. It's enough to have a little movement, baby. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to start with the uh, the article itself. I'm going to go right into the games. How he has them ranked. I'm not even going to alter it at all. It's just it's, it's, it's fantastic. 1991 beat down a Troy Aikman. 
best. A September matchup between the Cowboys and Eagles in 1991 may have been the most dominating performance by a defensive line ever. Troy Aikman was sacked 11 times, including four and a half from Clyde the Glide Simmons. Oh. <laughs> even Mike Golick had a damn sack yeah. that game. Everybody, I, 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 everybody I, eats. I was I, I, literally I was a little roughed up from last night, so I spent the afternoon watching the Eagles uh, Cowboys vintage highlights. Ah. Golick didn't even believe Golick got a, ta- a sack. <laughs> it was great. He didn't know how to celebrate, did he? I think Gol- <laughs> no, he's just like that. <laughs> I think Golick like, has- looked like a goofy white boy. Golick has three interceptions career, and two of them are against like Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> does he? It's, it's crazy. I yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah. he, he, One way to get a radio show. He, he I still like. I, I still enjoyed Mike and Mike. Oh, yeah. man, that was the best show. Yeah, the seriously. best show. Uh, anyway, the Eagles' stout defense held the NFC's leading rusher Emmett Smith to just 44 yards, and the Cowboys' offense to just 45 passing yards. Nice. It was the beginning of one of the greatest seasons for a defense as Buddy Ryan's crew finished first against the pass and the run, led the league with 55 sacks and 48 forced turnovers. Wow, that's three a game. Three a game. Nice. That's amazing. It yeah. is absolutely yeah, that would be, amazing. How do you not win it all with that team? <laughs> Here he ready for this? But he didn't care about offense. A first quarter touchdown pass by Jim McMahon to our Green Legion, our own Green Legion Radio's Fred Barnett <laughs> was all the Eagles needed as they shut out the Cowboys twenty four to nothing at Texas Stadium. Ooh, good lord. Yeah. That was a good one. That is a great one. Yes. Anybody want to add anything to that? I was five. Was that the game that? That, he... <laughs> that was in high school. Well, what was, was that the game that they got in a fight and Mike Pitts broke his hand because he punched someone in the helmet? Uh, Mike Pitts was in the game at the uh, at the end. I don't I don't think so. Mike Pitts, was that before like eighty nine or something? Mike Pitts had a solo sack. Yeah, nice in that game as well. Uh, oh, he leveled, leveled uh, Troy. <laughs> Absolutely leveled him. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see all of it, but. Here we go. 2006. Ugh. Woo! Head basket, 87-yard touchdown catch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Not like you're, you know, not banging the hottest broad ever. You got to get the, <laughs> the game that was supposed to be all about Terrell Owens' return to Philadelphia. Another receiver stole the spotlight in a critical moment. Mm, nice. Midway through the third quarter in a 2006 matchup against the Cowboys, the Eagles found themselves down 21 to 17 in a critical division matchup. Down at their own 13-yard line, Eagles quarterback Donovan McNabb, number five, will always love you, <laughs> threw an absolute bomb to Hank Basket for an 87-yard touchdown. Excuse me. Mm. The play put the Eagles back on top and turned the game around. The Cowboys, who managed to score 21 points in the first half, scored just one Mike Vanderjat. There's one we missed. <laughs> one Mike Vanderjat field goal the rest of the way. The win put the Eagles at 4-1, and one, and it turned out they would need every single one of those early four wins after Donovan McNabb tore his ACL in Week 11 against the Tennessee Titans. Remember that game? Uh-huh. That was at home. It was, He's our man. It was, boy. it was brutal. <laughs> Jeff Garcia filled in the rest of the way, and after a horrid start, he got cut off, but they still made it to the playoffs, went to New Orleans, lost. We, uh, but we got, we, we got the Sheldon hit, and so that's, yeah, that's, that's good. I, I actually thought, 
Have you ever seen the 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 Coldplay Fix You uh, <laughs> highlight video? Uh, oh, when it goes in reverse? No, no. It starts off with that hit. Mm-hmm. We, we were down there. We had, uh, you know, the Green Legion was just getting just get getting, getting, getting the wheels in motion. So I, I think we only had about seventy. No, no, we had about a hundred, hundred, hundred and fifteen. Somewhere in that range, and I had just purchased all those Saints season tickets for that season. Right, that yeah, story yeah. that we all uh, know yeah. and love, because especially it, Joyce, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> choose the man, Hank basket case. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hank, it puts the lotion in the basket. Nice, oh. Louise. <laughs> but hey, as if we didn't know what side of the fence you were on, bro. Interesting. <laughs> but you know the other issue part about that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, were on, he was no, on no. the other team. Yeah, you were on yes. the other team. Yeah, it's destroying. And remember how much I hated you that. But when when they came out, when they came out, because the defense was strong enough to win that game, it uh, Garcia had to had to. But, no, you, you no no no. You, you weren't, weren't strong enough at the end of the game. You, know, you want to know why? Eight nine minute drive that milked out the rest of the I, clock. I, 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 they on paper were strong enough to win that game, but they didn't have the offense. Go back and watch that those runs destroyed. Sean Constantine trying to take Dawkins' place. Speed bump. Was that your only playoff win, Doug? No, I got a bunch of them. Oh, all right, I'll just check it. <laughs> but it's the it's the it's the one to shed, it's the one to shed the shed just, the powers that be. I just want to see if I, if I was getting under no, your nerves. No, because it's the one to shed the powers that be totally up. All right, well, good. <laughs> uh, see, this is good. This is, these are memories. But let's get off the Saints and get back on them Cowboys. Yes. All right, two thousand two. Brian Westbrook tosses a touchdown. Everyone knew in 2002 that Brian Westbrook was one of the most versatile backs in the league. No back was a better receiver at that time. He was also one of the best pure running backs in the game. In a week three matchup, Westbrook added another element to his game, his passing ability. After the Eagles established a solid 27-10 lead in the third quarter, Andy Reid got creative and ran a trick play where Westbrook threw a great sidearm strike to Todd Pinkston for a (laughs) 25-yard touchdown. The play stuck a fork in the Cowboys that day as the Eagles finished off 44-13. to The 2002 Eagles finished at 12-4 and and again finished one win shy of the Super Bowl. The win against Dallas showed the league how versatile the Eagles' offense can be. Two different players threw touchdowns to three different players. Two minutes. Got it. You guys can just say that. <laughs> Both teams went in opposite directions as the Eagles went on to twelve and four, and the Cowboys finished at five and eleven. Mm. How about them Cowboys? Uh, this, was, this was Quincy Carter and Bill Parcells. Was that was Ooh, that the team, or was it Drew Hutchinson, uh, former Ooh. third base prospect for the New York Yankees? <laughs> hey, if he, or was it? Uh, was I'm it, glad um, you guys are here because I would have never pulled that out. <laughs> was it Ryan Leaf? Was this right? the Ryan Leaf Is era? It, was it Drew Henson? Though, Drew Henson. Yeah. Drew Henson. No, no. It was, it was, God, was no. It, they both. They both. Bro- bro- Drew Henson was the Yankees. Yankee. Michigan. Guy. <laughs> Russ, yeah. Was he? Russ yeah. Taylor, Sheldon Brown ended Reggie Bush. He hit him so hard he landed on a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> they were at the game, too. <laughs> uh, how's that working out for you, Ben? Um, all right, two minutes? Let me see. Less than. Less than. Less than. Let's get one more in. This is number seven on his list. 1979, Eagles' first win at Texas Stadium. Ooh, yikes. That's, that hurts. Two things ended in 1979. Disco and the Cowboys' domination of the Eagles. Hey, Quimby's virginity. 
No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like 28 by then. Oh, wow. I had to think about that one for a hot second. <laughs> Late bloomer. You're fired. <laughs> totally. The Eagles were in the middle of a three-game losing streak after a 6-1 and one start and looked poised to lose four in a row. The Cowboys knocked out Eagles quarterback Ron Jaworski in the second quarter, but backup John Walton threw a 29-yard strike to Charlie Smith to break an early 7-7 tie. The game would be back and forth until a 37-yard fourth-quarter touchdown run by... It got cut off again, so I can't tell you. <laughs> the Eagles, Wilbert Montgomery? Well, I, let's go with Wilbert yeah, yeah. Montgomery. The Eagles would fall short of the Super Bowl that year, but would reach their first Super Bowl the following year. The game was a major milestone and confidence builder that propelled the Eagles into an NFC championship in 1980. Guys, we don't feel like kicking, uh, uh, getting kicked off Facebook Live right now, so we are going to take our break uh, before our, our next segment. We come back, more stories. Plenty of uh, uh, the breakdown. Uh, plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about here. But on Facebook Live, you guys aren't going to hear us. We'll be back. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you Bud by Bud Light. Right after this. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back. Green Legion Radio, Dallas Sucks 1.0, brought to you by Bud Light here on Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Everybody, I forgot to mention this because there's a lot going on. We've got a reshoot for a couple of the models for Philly's finest swimsuit calendar, which we are looking to release on November, the weekend of November 5th, 13th. 13, 14, <laughs> somewhere around there. That's right. Uh, the, the week, the week after the buy. All right. Uh, but with all the commotion and everything going on, because there's about five other people in studio are running around right now. I forgot to mention, this is the last week in studio for us here. Uh, beautiful Northern Liberty Studio, high atop the Philadelphia skyline. Next week, November 5th, Thursday, live from Chickies and Pete's, South Philadelphia. Back to our home, baby. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Uh, once again, uh, and Dave Spadaro will not just be a guest uh, on the show anymore. Dave will be a permanent part of Green Legion Radio. So the host of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast, Dave Spadaro, will be joining myself, Tank, Shut Up Diaz, Sackmaster, The Gobbler, and Super Sam. It's going to be a good time, you guys, and we're looking forward to it. So, anyway, let's get back to it. More stories, more touchdowns, more let's great, do it, more great memories, yes. more great memories of Cowboys beatdowns. Yeah, let's do it. 2010, Deshaun's 91-yard game changer. And not the, not the one where he threw the ball. Well, the <laughs> that was 2008. <laughs> in 2010, Week 14 matchup between these two hated division rivals provided us with another thriller. Both teams would go back and forth until Deshaun Jackson did what only Deshaun Jackson can do. Jackson broke a 20-20 tie in the fourth quarter as he turned a 9-yard pass into a 91-yard touchdown that finished him with him falling backwards in the end zone. Now. 
as Terrence Newman gave up on the play. Oh, that's flash. Actually, there's, there's, there's another, another one right, right there. Yeah, Terrence yeah. Newman. Oh, my God. That guy was still around up until, like, right? last year. Right? Yep. <laughs> the Eagles would add a David Akers field goal and would hold on late to a 30-27 to victory. The win was part of a stretch where the Eagles won six of seven games after their bye week which propelled them to another division title in Andy Reid's ninth trip to the playoffs as Eagles head coach. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. Number five, again, uh, Randy Jobst, Jobst, J-O-B-S-T, from Bleacher Report. This is fantastic stuff, Randy. We appreciate this. Jobber? Yeah, let's go with that. (laughs) Here it is. The height and the start of the Green Legion, baby. Nice. 2004, we were all there, baby. That was awesome. Donovan McNabb's ridiculous scramble. Oh, oh, God, that was awesome. I think it was 14.7 seconds. It's close to that. Before he released the ball. Close to 15. And and remember the the crowd, they were like, oh, they're going to sack it. And the crowd was screaming, screaming, screaming. And then when Freddie caught the ball... It, it, it was, you you found out that the entire yeah. upper level of <laughs> Texas Stadium was all green. The Eagles followed their first loss of the 2004 season with a statement game at the hands of the Cowboys. Donovan McNabb threw for 345 yards and four touchdowns as the Eagles blew out the Cowboys 49 to 21. I had the over. <laughs> that was that was the that was the Monday night game, right? Yep. yep. And, yep. And, and beforehand, they had they had the uh, the video with To and Nicolette Sheridan, and she dropped the towel in the locker room. Oh, my oh God. Yeah. That, that was, was all. That was, yeah, 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 because Desperate Housewives. They were they were yeah. Oh man, that was awesome. The Lido return. We're getting there. No, I'm sorry. Don't jump the gun. I'm so Mark excited, man. Come on, Quaff boy. <laughs> yeah. You know what's coming. TTP. Right? Uh, yeah, TTP. Because the good news is you're fired. Only two, not bad. The game was highlighted by the longest scramble in NFL history. McNabb ran around the entire backfield for a record 14.1 seconds wow. before he threw a strike to... <laughs> I Your still, favorite. Your I, favorite. I still love Terrell Owens for saying Freddie Mitchell <laughs> last week. And that was cross-body, too. He had yeah. to reset. He had to reset, oh. shift his body in motion, yeah. and chuck that rock. And, and it was... And Freddie Mitchell, threw, Freddie Mitchell looked like he was gassed yeah, oh, well before he caught that McNabb ball. McNabb threw a beautiful deep ball. That was oh, yeah. that was one of the great things that McNabb could do. The touchdown put the Eagles up 35-14 and put the Cowboys away for good in the first half. The game put the rest of the division away as the Eagles finished seven games ahead of the closest team in the NFC East that year. What a day that Super was. Bowl, baby. Oh, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Yep. What, uh, what was the sideline like? When that happened, bro, <laughs> we was you know what Ed, the funny part was. We was looking like, okay, wait, wait, okay, oh, okay, okay, uh, okay, he's gonna, uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, snap! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure snap was the word that nah, was used. It wasn't, it, but it, that was that, the old snap was for radio. It was sugar, honey, and iced tea all mixed together. <laughs> I, I got a question for you. A game like that, you guys know we were special. You were kind of like getting over the hump. You got some new players on there. What was the flight home like? Was that like? Is that a fun flight home, or is everyone just dead tired? <laughs> you must take me for what's the what's the what's the for, uh, the the Marcellus Wiley, huh? Uh, uh, what's the Dwayne Bow to tell to tell of the the guy the guy stuff? Now we we had a great time. 
Yeah, there was. Some you have stuff. a couple beers and like play cards, or is everyone <laughs> screaming? And, well, well, no, there was no alcohol on that plane, sir. <laughs> it's okay. The they fifteen year they stopped giving us alcohol when Ray Rose left. Fifteen year statute of limitations. You're allowed to freely admit it now. Seven years, but that's okay. okay. Now listen, if, if we know Andy Reid like we like we sure as hell do, you know there was sweet and sour pork on that flight. <laughs> well, we did. Well, we did. Well, we, did we, we didn't abide by all the rules. But yeah, there was alcohol. Damn it, there was alcohol. <laughs> alcohol the car plane and uh, the whole shebang. That's and nice. It, it was it was an awesome time. That's it was an great. awesome it was an awesome team victory. We had we had a that was a, one of the best years that I had here. It was uh, everybody was uh, all together. Nice. It's a great team. Yeah. Yes. It's a fantastic team. Complete team. Yes. Number 4, 2002, Lito finishes off the Cowboys with a 102-yard interception return. Sweet. Hank Basket wasn't the only Eagle to have a memorable touchdown in a Week 5 matchup versus the Cowboys in 2006. Basket put the Eagles up 24-21, but the Cowboys were driving late in the fourth, down just seven. Lito Shepard picked off his second pass from Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> oh, God, the human statue. Oh, God, he was easy to say. There's another one. I, I don't know. I you knew I exactly can't. where he was. Yeah, you yeah. 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 have problems finding him. Yeah. Yeah. No need for a GPS. None whatsoever. The second being in the end zone. Uh, Lito Shepard picked off his second pass from Drew Bledsoe, the second being in the end zone. Shepard returned at 102 yards for a touchdown. The pick... Six capped off a memorable defeat of the Cowboys and ex-Eagle Terrell Owens' first trip to Philadelphia since the Eagles parted ways with the controversial receiver in 2005. Can we change a pick six to to taint touchdown after INT? Taint. Touchdown I mean, this is right up your alley, Q. I like that. Yeah, touchdown <laughs> after INT. It's, it's taint, a taint. Taint. It's not a pick six. It's a taint. Bro, this is the first thing that's come out of your mouth that I actually enjoy. <laughs> Agree with. Yeah. It's almost as good as your Halloween costume tonight. Yeah. TGP! <laughs> TGP! Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We got shut down. Standards and practices will not allow me to go through my completely harmless playoff Giroux Halloween costume. I thought Hollis was about is. to choke you out when he saw it. Uh, he knows. I, I got a flyer. I, thing. I, I wore a black helmet. I, I, just held, to, I just held my head down. Athlete like, Row almost became changes. Athlete Solo. <laughs> <laughs> this got cut off again. But number three, 2008, Brian Dawkins' Strip, part one. This was a great day. The wow. Week 17 matchup between the Eagles and Cowboys was supposed to be another thriller. Thanks to losses by potential NFC wildcard teams, Tampa Bay and Chicago. Yep. Thank you, Oakland Raiders. Yes, thank you. The Eagles were uh, were one win away for a, uh, for a miracle last-second playoff spot. The only team standing in their way was the Dallas Cowboys, who also were playing for a playoff spot. The game started off slow as both, team exchange, uh, both teams exchanged field goals in the first quarter. In the second quarter, the Eagles' offense caught fire thanks to two Corell Buckholter touchdowns. Loved Buck. Buckholter. I still hated the fact that they let him go. Averaged 5.5 yards per carry as an Eagle. Let me say that again. Corell Buckholter averaged 5.5 yards per carry as an Eagle. I got this. <laughs> you can take that out. That was such a great no, day. No, don't leave that in. That was freaking great. The game started off slow as both teams exchanged field goals in the first quarter. In the second quarter, the Eagles' offense caught fire thanks to two Corell Buckholter touchdowns and one Brent Selleck score.
The Eagles took a 27-3 lead into the second half when it was the defense that caught fire. The Cowboys were driving early in the third quarter until a Brian Dawkins strip sack of Tony Romo was returned for a touchdown by Chris Clemens. Oh, Chris Clemens. We had a Chris and a sack in the same, in the same sentence. Right? Nice. Ah, looking for it, baby. This would not be the last time Dawkins would uh, make a huge play on defense that would lead to a defensive touchdown. And on that, we've got number two and number one coming after our next break. Uh, let's see. Which ones have I played? All right. Let's do that. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light and live from Chickies and Pete's next Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. Woo! We will be back with more right after. All right, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Do not forget the rest of our sponsors as well, Stateside Vodka, that's premium distilled vodka right here in historic Fishtown. MCS Construction Services, you're going to hear more about them soon. The next sip, hands-free drinking, baby, hands-free drinking. It's about as COVID requirement protocol as you can get. All the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Cavanaugh's Riverdeck, which is closed for the season, Cavanaugh's Head House at 2nd and South, Cavanaugh's Written House on Sansom Street between 18th and 19th, and, of course, Cavanaugh's University City at 39th and Sansom. And, of course, all the beautiful ladies over at Delilah's, which I'm not going to after. It's okay, because they closed. I'm sorry, two nights in a row. They closed. They're tender. Huh? Uh, they closed tonight. Why? Curfew. Curfew. Oh, is there a curfew tonight? Yeah. 9 o'clock. Yep. Really? Well, we won't get into that, but <laughs> please don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, look. Even if I got into it, I'm still not on the crap list like DS was for his costume. <laughs> Good thing he didn't walk in wearing that. That would have been terrible. No, yeah, walk in. He would have never made it. Oh, in. He would have never, never made it. In. I mean, we all seen Halloween where Michael Myers, you know, puts on the, the sheet and puts the glasses on. That's what it looked like. Except without the glasses Stop. and the hockey helmet Please. and the flyer symbol. That was it. You're making it worse. It's horrible. Hey! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's get back into it. we got a couple yeah, more number stories. Two, number one. Let's go. Number two Top and number two. one. Number two, 2008. Brian Dawkins Strip Part Two. If we can't go to the strip, let's talk about the strip, baby. <laughs> On the following drive. The following drive, the defense struck again. This time it was Giselio Hansen benefiting from a Brian Dawkins forced fumble. Marion Barber, yes. the third, yes. <laughs> the third, fumbled inside the five-yard line, and Hansen returned it for 96 Yards. I can still see him running. Right? I can still see him running. <laughs> he looked goofy running, by the way. Hey, man. I'm, whatever gets you there. Whatever gets you there. there. Forrest Gump was a goofy looking dude, too. <laughs> Run, you know who's Forrest? not goofy looking? DK Stop. Metcalf. It's insane. Oh, oh. oh my oh. God. I don't Best want to play talk of about the year. It. Stop. Let's not. Please. We, we no. We you know, that will be the only thing we talk about tonight that is not Eagles Cowboys related because yes, that do. might be, in my personal opinion, one of the greatest football plays of all 
time. He's, he's the Terminator. But anyway, let's get back to B-Dot. <laughs> the Eagles turned what was supposed to be a tight battle for the final playoff spot into a complete laughter. I like this guy. I really do. <laughs> the Eagles won 44-6. to six. And eventually fell short of the Super Bowl in the NFC Championship game three weeks later, where our good friend Trent Cole told us what the Arizona Cardinals did to the turf right before, right the, before game. the game. Yep. <laughs> didn't hear this one? I heard. I, Sheeters. I heard that segment. Yes. Yeah. It was. They had. In case anybody didn't know this, this is weeks. interesting. So, uh, NFC Championship game in Arizona. Uh, after practice, the Cardinals uh, rolled out the field. And wet it down. Yep. The visiting team, Philadelphia Eagles, had no idea. They wet it down, and their cleats could not stick into that wet turf. One of the biggest FU plays yes, by a home team ever. Yep. By the way, Arizona Cardinals, hi. My name is Craig Chinoski, and when this season is over, I am going to royally screw you. <laughs> I would like to know, as an organization, why, after COVID-19, your executive office decided to not sell tickets to visiting fans. Wow. You know the state of Arizona had lost two billion dollars in tourism up until the schedule release because of COVID-19 and you guys in that little alright I'm doing it no mark no, it down no, no, we're no, going live next week. week use the force stop control yourself that little, that little crap hole stadium in Glendale <laughs> yeah, another, yeah, another crap hole area alright I would. I'm quite certain the Scottsdale Convention and Visitors Bureau would love to know that you stifled every visiting team from purchasing tickets to your crap hole establishment. Thank you. You did that in 2014. I I cannot wait till this season is over and I relinquish <laughs> that information to the Scottsdale Convention and Visitors Bureau to the Phoenix Papers, to every media circuit out there. Again, my name is Craig Chinoski, and I cannot wait to screw you. Thank you. Let's burn some bridges. At least buy them dinner first, you know? No, I'm tired. It's something with them every freaking time. Every freaking time. Now, if you know what you're doing, you can get around it, but our competition doesn't know how to do that, and all they do is bitch and complain. Yeah. But anyway, number one, baby. <laughs> And, you know, it's not modern era, but it is certainly number one. Has to be NFC Championship game. 1981, baby. Wilbur Montgomery. The Philadelphia Eagles were on a 21-year drought between championship games. The Eagles upset the Green Bay Packers in the 1960 NFL Championship. And the 1980, and in 1981, the Eagles were one game away from their first trip to the Super Bowl. Their opponent, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and they won up them in that game, too. Did you know about the uniforms that ticked them off? Mm -hmm. No. Yes. Yeah. So, so what happened was I'm sorry. the Eagles decided, I think that year, Dallas had, had like, they struggled to win. Yeah, the like, they had a losing record in their white uniforms. Wow. <laughs> That's weird. So the Eagles decided to go with their, with their, uh, with their, you know, Kelly Green jerseys yeah. for that game. Yeah. Or it was, uh, it was one of the vice versas. Uh, I, 
I forget the Wilmer Montgomery yeah. play off the top of my head, but but they decided <laughs> that and they got ticked off. They were like, "You got to be kidding us!" Yep. And like they knew it was a part of games and shit. But hey, you got home field advantage. You yep. go ahead and they you chose their road jerseys. You wear exactly what you want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So they wound up going with that, and that's what set the whole tone for, for that Sunday. And the, and the birds went on, and the rest is history. But you can go ahead and read. Thank you. I don't, I don't know what else I need to say. But the Eagles had split their games with the Cowboys during the regular season, including a 35-27 loss in the final week. It was important for the Eagles to get off to a good start. Eagles running back Wilbert Montgomery turned a simple run up the middle into a 42-yard touchdown. We never get tired of watching that oh, replay. Yeah. That that offensive line parted the Red Sea. They were Moses, for yeah. Christ's sake. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon. Seriously, yeah. right? Amazing. Pure football. The Eagles would never trail in the NFC title game as Montgomery's touchdown gave the Eagles an early edge, and they carried it to a big win as they won 20-7 and earned their first trip to the Super Bowl. Can you imagine what the vet must have been like then? I mean, I experienced Rowdy. Oh, my God. Oh, I, knew dude. Vet, I knew the vet was bad, but this is like early 80s. You know, all my, oh my fraternity gosh. brothers had, uh, we had 50 seats in Section 752. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. I've seen some throwdowns. We back. were the reason. Yeah, I was going to say, you're the reason my dad would never bring me to a game when I was little. I've seen some throwdowns. Sure, let's there. go with that. Well, also because that was like you know the early nineteenth century, but you know that 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 was late in the nineteenth century, you weirdo. The night <laughs> here it is. The nineteen eighty NFC Championship game was also called the Blue Jersey Game on the account that the Eagles, having the choice as the home team, made the Cowboys wear their seemingly cursed blue jerseys. Yeah. Excellent. A, a yes. stigma that dated back to Super Bowl five. To the cheers of a roaring veteran stadium crowd, the Eagles defeated the Cowboys 20-7. to The Eagles wore their Kelly Green jerseys at home all season and decided, we're going to go with our whites. Whites. <laughs> and they, decided, they decided to screw the pooch. And, uh, and that's, that. like I said, history. I don't know why they don't do that now. I mean, you know, because it is a thing. The Cowboys... The Cowboys look stupid in whatever uniform they're wearing, but the navy blue ones, they never play. <laughs> Almost well. as stupid as your Halloween costume, do you? <laughs> yeah, 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 you ran out of that. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All right, everybody, at this point, I'd like to share with you something that I wrote. Okay. All right. Poetry. One of my favorite games of all time, period. All right. The pickle juice game. Pickle oh, juice. Cool. All right. Uh, has a, a lot to do with our good friend Hollis Thomas here. Hey, I don't know if I have you mentioned in this, but Probably I can not. always go back and, <laughs> and, 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 and re-edit it since our Super Sam editor wants me to do that. Uh, Add commas. I, I had an idea for a book called uh, Philadelphia Eagles 17-0, The Perfect Season, where I picked one game from week one, one game from week two, one game from week three in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles that I know, at least my era. Uh, I, I wouldn't be able to touch on, on stuff that I don't know, but... You know, the modern era, pretty much kind of like 1980 on. Okay. Uh, talk about what was going on in the world. Talk about uh, what was taking place. Just pick that great game that the Eagles had that they won in that week for 17 straight weeks of a season and finish the book with 17 chapters. I wrote the first chapter, and I'm thankful to say that Super Sam said it's, it's good enough to read. Uh, I have to figure out my commas and punctuation, apparently. <laughs> Thank That's you. Kai. So I'm going to be your narrator in an audio book, kind of like Betty White for Peter Rodica from Family Guy. Welcome to Peter Rodica on tape. 
I'm Betty White reading The Hot Chick Who Was Italian or Maybe Some Kind of Spanish by Peter Griffin. Chapter 1. Oh, God, you should have seen this one hot chick. She was totally Italian. Or maybe some kind of Spanish. Oh, yeah. Getting hot in here. I better take my shirt off. Hi, I'm Betty White. I just got a subpoena regarding an erotic novel, and I'm looking for the son of a bitch responsible. <laughs> I hope it's not that funny. Well, I do. Anyway. Chapter 1, 17 and 0, in a bit of a pickle. It was September 3rd, 2000, and to catch everyone up on life at that time, we were enjoying one of our final weekends on 20th Street in Avalon, New Jersey. The game of choice was ass something, which I can't say, it's a card game, wow. and horseshoes. And it was the summer in which we learned that the secret to K-Pan's success was him shaving his male parts with a straight razor. <laughs> it, was, it was always evident with a trail of baby powder that followed his plaid boxer shorts from the bathroom. Baby powder was Hollis there? Yeah, hey, exactly. <laughs> it was also the summer he found out that sliding glass doors will break if you run straight at them head first. Of course, the biggest concern was not removing the shards of glass from his body, but to yell at him to make sure he paid for it so we all got our security deposit back. <laughs> Throughout the west of the world, you might remember Napa Valley got rocked with a magnitude 5.2 earthquake. Cough. Thankfully, that didn't keep the local vineyards from supplying the Philadelphia area with enough wine to forget about another dismal Philly season. Mm. Sorry, Zach. They were in L.A. 56 and 79. Yikes. And in the midst of an eight-game losing skid on their way to a staggering 65 and 97 on the year. Last year of Terry Francona. Yes. Oh. Don't worry. And speaking about Los Angeles, we will get to T.J. Simers, a writer for the L.A. Times that seems to have a personal vendetta against Philadelphia at some point in this book. Wow, you 20, might want to write that down. Yeah. I don't know if I get away with that. You ha you've been hating that guy I for hate a year. hate that guy. Decades. Hate that guy. I don't know if he still writes. <laughs> oh, wait. That's right. No, we won't because your town doesn't have a football team. Oh, now it does. <laughs> this is <laughs> how long ago editor. I wrote this. Wow. The season started with much optimism and with acquisitions of Andy Ashby and Mike Jackson. Good God. Oh, dear Lord. But in fine Phillies form until this latest regime, they started slow and ended slower. Andy Ashby did flip off the, the Philly faithful. Oh, he did. <laughs> I, I saw Andy Ashby uh, pitching in wintertime at the Wilkes-Barre Armory, which is where he lived. Uh, thought he was going to be a stud. <laughs> You would remember that Billy was in charge. Bill Clinton. Clinton. Oh, yeah. And well on his way to creating the most interesting humidor ever. <laughs> Try <laughs> Gobbler, you want to mark yeah. that one down no. right there? Well, he doesn't, he doesn't have to mark it Absolutely not. Stay classy, no. San Diego. Yeah. Driving around in your car, the number one song, which I still don't know why, was Doesn't Really Matter by Janet Jackson. Oh, Personally, I think the cigar collection was much more entertaining than that song and certainly made room for better water cooler conversations. <laughs> Let's be honest, Janet's only real contribution was at the hands, no pun, of my man Justin Timberlake. Yes. And thankfully, it's at least a football reference. Christian's, Christian Bale's career took off as well with a keen eye for the bi a perfect business card and a little emotion in returning some videotapes. Remember that? 
American. Mm-hmm. I, I remember him from Newsies, but go ahead. Also, on this day in history, in, in 1260, the Mamluks defeat the Mongols at the Battle of Angelut in Palestine, marking their first defense, uh, decisive defeat and the point of maximum expansion of the Mongol Empire. <laughs> That's Wikipedia, what, everybody. Is, is it, September uh, 3rd. What happened this date in history? This also lets uh, lets us get our Dennis Miller reference out of the way, as I don't think I have any more memorable games when he was working for ABC. Truth be told, I'm a big fan, but the Monday Night Football experience was an absolute disaster. So the year 2000 was still way before every sports bar realized, uh, realized they needed large flat panel TVs everywhere to satisfy a big viewing audience. Uh, as we all know... Shore houses in Avalon, or anywhere for that matter, were always comprised of a dozen or so of your closest and not-so-close friends, and you cram four or five people in each bedroom, giving yourself an interesting living room during uh, game time. I believe our TV might have been a 17-incher. Whoa. And where in the adult film industry, that will certainly get somewhere. The only place it got us was a pile on to secure the floor spot closest to the set. <laughs> Jackpot. <laughs> Dear diary. Jackpot. Considering two of my closest friends to this day had uh, and part of our short house noose, a total emotional diehard in Ringo, a religious face painter for both home and away games, there were a few black and blue marks present the next day. Yikes. Doesn't sound good. This didn't matter, however, because none of us stayed on the couch for very long. In a slightly premature nature, second-year coach Andy Reid pulled the team off the field during pregame warm-ups. Team trainer Rick Burkholder, then instilled a practice they began in training camp that year to help battle cramps and dehydration in the face of brutal summer conditions. You see, it was 109 degrees in Dallas that day, and in my opinion, just another reason to hate that region. <laughs> the on-field temperatures were a staggering 130 degrees, plus in that crap hole of a stadium that was nothing more than an oven with a small opening at the top to let out all the smug. Dear Lord. The sauna. Yeah, it was. A cloud of smug from George Clooney's 78th Academy Awards acceptance speech will soon drift between two potential storms, merging them to create the perfect storm of self-satisfaction, which will heavily damage South Park and completely destroy South San Francisco. The South Park Smug Alert Season 10, Episode 2. <laughs> you know that one? Yeah. Every time somebody farts, they lean over and smell their own. Yes. If you recall, the amount of pretentiousness emanating from that city and its team at the time was pretty annoying. Yeah. The battles between these two were the most important, especially when the Eagles were pretty irrelevant. I still don't believe our true rivalry is the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I'm 42 years old. That's how long ago. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And in my heyday, it was always the Giants and those Richards up the Jersey Turnpike from us, but more on that personal vendetta later. I do, however, understand the rivalry with the, rivalry with the Cowgirls and the foundation for its existence. Coming off a, a couple Super Bowl victories and players like Neon Dion and Michael Irvin, two of the largest trash talkers and more so at the expense of dignity, it was difficult to not hate this team. I mean, if you dress like this at any point in your life other than a Halloween costume. <laughs> Diaz. Diaz. Everybody. Is that, Pri is that Prince? <laughs> <laughs> it's a primer timer. It's purple. Uh, if, if you're on Facebook Live, you're watching this right now. You're laughing your, your, your butt off. All right. I am of the opinion you should have the absolute crap kicked out of you or at least have someone try to beat some sense back in your head if you wear something like that. 
If you remember correctly, just one year before this game during week five of the regular season, many Philadelphians were visibly upset with the fact that Michael Irvin's career ended as his neck was chewed up by the veteran stadium's turf almost as much as he chewed up the English language during his tenure as an analyst. <laughs> good God, man. Wow. That's good, though. It is good. Hey, All right, it's, thank it's you. Good. It's good. By the way, Michael, I'm quite sure you weren't upset with the controversy you caused with our team after the Terrell Owens interview. Oh. A message to all Cowboys fans and national media. I have been on sort of a pilgrimage over the last decade to improve the overall opinion of a Philadelphia uh, of Philadelphia and its fans. You can mark this one down, however. The only thing I was upset about when Irvin went down is that it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> Damn! Whoa. Wow. Ouch. Personal. Okay, focus. So we lose the coin flip. And I think right now is a good time to take our next break. <laughs> and we're going to live it up. At the Hotel California, on Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Green Legion Radio, brought to you by Bud Light. Back with the rest of this chapter and the Eagles-Cowboys matchup right after this. All right, everybody. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Again, remember, please, Green Legion Radio goes live next week. Back to our home, Chickies and Pete, South Philadelphia. We will be there every Thursday for the rest of football season, the rest of the Eagles football season. TTP! There should be some great Spadaro tank oh. battles. Can't wait! <laughs> it, well, you know what? Uh, we miss a, a lot of updates from Dave right now. Right and now, yeah. As of next week, I, I think it's going to be great. He's going to have insight on... You know who's po- poised to come back? Right, we got uh, the buy. The, we got the, the buy. I, I, House and I were talking about this. We're going to get into this matchup, but I think Lane should sit this yeah. week. But also, next week's show is post trade deadline. Yes. Just in case anything yes. does happen, yes. we will maybe have we can trade week. our entire draft next year for DK Metcalf. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my birthday. <laughs> you, you might, and Super Sam's birthday. Yay! You might need. You might need Yay! to trade more. Than, you might need to trade more than next year's draft. Yeah, for DK Metcalf, no. uh, and and the fact that he landed in Seattle just pisses. me It just off. makes yeah. it even worse. Wait, wait. Does this mean that JJ will have a strip sack of a Hall of Fame quarterback in eight years to send us to a Super Bowl victory? No, it might. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, back and finish this story here, and then we're going to get into the Eagles matchup, uh, and then we'll we might. I don't know. We're we're now we're staying all Cowboys the rest of this show. Mm-hmm. Dallas sucks. One point here on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, brought to you by Bud Light. Okay, focus. Here comes the game. So we lose the coin flip. Not really an omen anymore, but certainly after a 5-11 and season the year before, I have to say a small victory would have been an encouragement. As Dallas elects to receive, the era of the Philadelphia Eagles being a powerhouse in the NFL begins. Damn right. This, more than anything, is what struck me as the best choice for your first victory in the perfect season, written by Craig Quimby-Chinoski. 
<laughs> Self-serving, thank you. Wow. Was it Did you actually put that in there? Brought to you by Bud Light? Brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of the Oprah stamp, I'm going to have a Bud Light stamp on the bug. <laughs> How do you start a football game and a season as the team kicking off? Of course, that answer is an onside kick. <laughs> laughing with a quiet middle finger being raised at the Cowboys fans in the room. And who recovers the onside kick? The sure-handed... Damian Douglas. That a boy. Number 82. Oh, Damian Douglas. Yeah. This was capped off with a 58-yard drive ending in a one-yard TD reception to tight end... Jeff Thomason. Super T. Okay. The T. How about that for starting off this book with a couple names you may not have remembered or wanted to, for that matter. With all respect, Thomason wasn't that bad. And how do you follow up perfect special teams and offense? You follow that up with three sacks in the next Cowboys' first possession, including one by soon-to-be walking zip code Corey Simon (laughs) on the first play of his career. Uh, Thighs for days. Uh, Easy there, big guy. Easy there. (laughs) Chase Utley hits a grand slam in his first at bat. Corey Simon gets a sack on Troy Aikman in his first play. Well, it wasn't his first at bat, but it was first hit. First hit. Sorry. First First hit. First hit. Sorry. Uh. Where was I? Okay. Unfortunately, Corey Simon's thighs. Unfortunately, that might have been part of the catalyst for one of the strangest chapters in this franchise's history. But nonetheless, he was certainly part of this team's turnaround, Corey Simon. This was a sign of good defensive things to come. After a pass interference call that left the birds on the one-yard line, sign of good defensive things to come. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> on the, Deuce Daly rumbled in for a 14-0 lead after the first quarter. Number 22 also racked up a total of 262 yards on the day with 201 of them on the ground on 26 carries. Beast! (laughs) Yes. Even though running back Brian Mitchell added a touchdown late in the game and powerhouse Stanley Pritchett (laughs) had a 4.83 yards per carry average that day, Deuce was certainly the majority of the offense. The defense continued to show up throughout this entire game with other sacks recorded by James Darling, JD, our good friend down in Atlanta, Carlos Los Emmons, <laughs> Hugh Douglas, another friend down in Atlanta, Hugh! with two, and get this, Mr. Hurry's Mike Mamula! <laughs> <laughs> Trotter made a statement in this game as well with a 27-yard pick in the second quarter to bring the score to 21 to nothing. The axe man. Soon after, Aikman left the game with a concussion and was replaced with former Eagles great Randall <laughs> Cunningham. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember that part of this. Yep. I was probably already like blacked out by then. Probably. I'm, I'm leaning towards probably. It, 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 these More are more than likely. These are great things to remember that you you just wouldn't you know unless yeah. you delve into this. Diaz, Diaz was this in the is, middle. This is two decades ago. I know. Yeah. I remember. I was yeah. watching at Moriarty's. Yeah, he I was, know he was, was in the middle of a rock, paper, scissors <laughs> tournament. <laughs> I already graduated. Love the fury. <laughs> Interesting how you usher in a new era with someone who ushered it in over a decade ago. His NFL career didn't amount to much at this point, but he did put up some respectable numbers that year after Troy went down for the season. 
Could we consider Randall Cunningham as a hated Dallas Cowboy? Uh, no, no. no. no we, beat, we beat him handily twice that year. <laughs> if you remember, he did start the game for the Cowboys against the Eagles here in Philly amongst mixed crowd noise during the 2000 season. The Eagles won in overtime 16-13. to 13. Boom. The Cowboys managed two field goals before the half, so heading into the locker room, the score was 24-6. to 6. When the second half began, the Eagles immediately diffused any chances of the Cowboys getting back in this game by chewing up eight and a half minutes off the clock and capping it with a 37-yard field goal by David Akers and another three and out by the girls. Our feathering <laughs> capped off a 4.48-minute drive with a three-yard TD run by number five. We'll always love you. This game was over from the first play of the game, but just to make sure, the gloves came off after Staley ran for 60 yards in the fourth, and Brian Mitchell capped it with another TD. Immediately after that touchdown, K-Pan came out of the bathroom with a fresh trail of baby powder, and all of us looked at him and said, where the hell have you been? His response, Eagles won the first game of the season. I saved my nuts, and I'm going out. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Where the rest of us didn't follow suit, per se, on the initial grooming, that was certainly a great night out at the Princeton in Avalon, New Jersey. The old Princeton. The old Princeton. There was no hitting on chicks, which if you know Avalon, it's pretty much what you do down there. Nope, it was shots of SoCo and Lime and Eagles, uh, and Eagles, and it hadn't been like that in quite some time. The Eagles are now 1-0 and in the perfect season. Awesome sauce. The best, cool. the best two decades of Eagles well football written. kicked off with that game in two, September 2000. It was great. Slash, how much time do we have on this set? Three minutes. All right, let's get into it. Matchup. Right. Matchup time. Uh, I, I'm going to give you a couple stats, and then I want to let you loose. Okay. okay. Cool? Yeah. Uh, Cars, uh, 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 Andy Dalton didn't pass concussion protocol today, right? No, not yet. So, uh... Ben DiNucci is going to be your quarterback. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, seven minutes. Seven minutes? My math oh, is okay, off. Okay, good. Okay. That's, God, that's even better. It's just like better. your grammar, my math Between is you off. and Sam, you guys suck at math. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Sam almost gave me 100 bucks back for the, for the Sunday night tickets. <laughs> Yikes. Sweet. <laughs> ben DiNucci. What do we know? Seventh round pick out of James Madison University. That football powerhouse. Oh, yeah. How can you say his name without saying Ben Danucci? Ben Danucci. Yeah, no, that's how I feel. The pizza delivery man. <laughs> I feel like Enzo the Baker. Baba the Boopy? Like when Alan Harper <laughs> took the job Baba as a boopy. pizza delivery guy? Baba the Boopy? I so screwed. Oh, Baba the Boopy. <laughs> 24 years old. Don't be a diamond in the rough, mm -hmm. sir. We don't need you to be a diamond <laughs> in the rough right now. Joe Webb game. Offensive line for the Cowboys, no longer scary or even close yep. to good at this point. Zeke has done nothing all year except get heavier and turn the ball over. Interesting statistic right now and hoping that it is a catalyst to get this team back on track. Carson has a 98.4% passer rating against the Cowboys in his career. That's big. Dallas is giving up 34.7 points per game. Yeah. Woo, Dougie. <laughs> Eagles are giving up 29.7, so don't make it seem like it's not that close. Right. Don't play down to your opponent. Don't allow it to happen. Step up. Destroy this team. Tank. 
Yep. Floor is yours, sir. Time's yours. Ah, good things, Miles. Miles. Uh, we got. We can start off with their defense. The defense. Uh, the front seven is formidable. Uh, we can't let them get going. They, they just got rid of Griffin, who was uh, actually, I feel like, was an integral part of what they do. Uh, well, we, well, should, well, we should be able to take uh, advantage of him. Is there secondary? One of the guys came out earlier asking, who the hell thinks that a, a player could play 69 plays all out this year? Xavier Woods, one of the guys in secondary. The secondary we could take advantage of. They're young. The linebackers we could take advantage of with, basically with, uh, with some, with some of the things we do, especially with the, with the, with our, uh, with the zone, with the zone blocking scheme. Uh, their offense now. Their offense gave gives gave up twenty sacks so far, and that nothing none more no, none more prevalent than the one last week uh, with uh, Andy Dalton, which wasn't a sack. He was on the move and he got he got slobber knocked. Which that um, guy that guy Washington Bostick, old fashioned slobber knocker. Whoever he is, what's his name? Bostick. He should be suspended. No, nah, he's not gonna get suspended. He's, it's football. What do, you, what do you what do you think he would give you? I did find it interesting that uh, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, gave the players a little grief for not not standing up for standing him. up for. Yeah, him. that's what I was getting. Man, to. I, I'm sorry. No, you get it. That's what I was. Getting, I was getting to that that part where uh, he's he's questioning a lot of the people's uh, uh a lot of de- their dedication uh, to the team in general. Mainly, mainly because when you when you look at that and somebody does that to your quarterback, the same thing happened to us. We played against uh, Carolina Panthers. We played against Carolina Panthers in the NFC Championship game. Uh, they destroyed Donovan on a play and hit him late. And Marco Coleman was on the sideline pitch because nobody took it upon themselves to get a 15-yard penalty for knocking the crap out of Jake DeLone or for slamming somebody on their neck. You're supposed to defend your player. Point blank, we have, we already have an enforcer in uh, JP. You saw what JP did when they, when they tried Washington, to, when they tried, yeah. yeah, in the Washington game. He was expecting something like that and nobody flinched. They sit, they sit up there. And to me, I think we need to keep them where they are. And I'm putting it on Jim Swatch right now. You have a young guy coming in here, introduce his ass to the NFL. Point blank. Don't give him time to stand back there Blitz. and play seven oh seven. You come back there, you you uh, make him you make him confused. And that, uh, hold on a second, now, you make him confused and you hit him early and often. Let him know that it's going to be a long day. That we're we're not don't don't let him stand back. We don't need to see no sticks. We need to see him on his back. It's because you you run their sticks and they they have enough offensive power to kick our rumps. They they score twenty five plus per game and they and they but they they give up thirty they give up thirty thirty plus. What did they score against Washington? Uh, they, they didn't score that much against three, Washington. Three. Three. Yeah, but it's like, but when you when you look at that, they're going to have time to this young guy, somebody. Your like your your offense uh, your offense stat is skewed because yeah, most skewed. of that was with Dak. With Dak, well, yes, it was with Dak. But I think uh, Andy Dalton did he didn't do, he didn't do that bad. Uh, the one game that they ended up winning, he came in and did a little bit of cleanup work. But it's mostly with Dak. Go ahead. I'm happy that the fraudy guard uh, six years ago decided to stick up for Nick Foles because the fraudy guard didn't do a damn thing last year when uh, we got speared in the back of our head for, on Carson Wentz by Jadamian Clowney in the playoff game. All he said was, hey, man, don't touch my quarterback. <laughs> Big, softy, Charmin tissues. He can go to hell. Wow. I see you don't like Look at Super Sam. I know. I see you don't like JP's. Guns are out. I know. I see he doesn't like JP's. today. He's real intense. <laughs> TTP. That's what Super happened. Sam. Yeah, I see. I see. He doesn't like JP, but uh, the, he was. They were. Uh, they're in question now because some of the guys are coming out and saying things about about the coaching, about everything. The one thing that uh, kind of <laughs> it read me hot when I heard it. So they. So somebody comes out talking about they're not teaching us. You're in the NFL. All they have to do is give you the game plan, and you're supposed to implement it. You're supposed to implement it. The the, the teaching is is already done. Your skill set. You you're a professional now. 
So um, that's pretty much all I get. We should slaughter. We should we should slobber knock this team. And uh, the one thing that I don't want us to do offensively is is let them off the hook because we yeah. we should be able to keep their defense on the field forever. And the other stat that we had, we didn't go back to the Giants game. We were in the red zone eight times last game and only came up way with points three times. That's not, that, that can't be that that can't not go down again ever. Go ahead. I, I got a question for your house uh, because we were talking about Ben Danucci, yes. uh, you know this uh, rookie seventh rounder from James <laughs> yeah. Madison. Uh, is this like now, considering the state of our linebackers and our you know kind of unstable secondary, get playing a little bit better? But like, is this a game that we just you know play it straight, send blitzes to confuse him? Like because they got good skill players on the outside, right. and, and you know not saying Ben Danucci will be able to deliver, but giving him those like wh- how do we attack him? Are we just Play it straight up. You have to attack him mainly because you don't want him to get that confidence. Well, it's like it, it, this happens with any quarterback in the NFL. Any, if you go go back and look when when a quarterback gets hit early and often, it's a time it's a time clock going off in his head. Even when you're not sending a blitz, but you have to let him know that he he you, if you cut the head off of a snake. Can the rest of the body survive? But you so, have to bury the snake in the, in the head of the snake. You know that. Yes, you have to bury the head of the snake. Now, do we okay. who, who, do we send our guy uh, Nate Jerry? Do we send? I, I say you send Nate Singleton. Jerry? Jerry. I say I say I say, say you send Singleton. He destroys. Uh, he destroys. He destroys the running back when he comes in on the blitz. I think he he's one of the main ones that know how to blitz. And I, I think you do some stuff with our safeties and with with our cornerbacks and and sometimes with the nickel. Go ahead. I got a question for you about the Eagles linebackers when okay. we come back from breaks. So. Okay. Yeah, time. All right, everybody, coming back uh, on our final segment on Green Legion Radio, we might give Sack just a hair of time on the World Series debacle last night. Oh, brother. Uh, I, I think that's fair enough. And I've got some alumni from James Madison, which ah, is some good stuff. Yeah, I'd like to hear that, too. <laughs> All right, everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. And again, starting next Thursday, live at Chickies and Pete, South Philadelphia, from 7 to 9 p.m. We will be back right after. Everybody back on Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, for our final segment. Yes, brought to you once again by Bud Light. And I cannot make this announcement enough. A, next Thursday, live, 7 to 9 p.m. at Chickies and Pete, South Philadelphia, for the rest of the Eagles season as well. P.J. Dolan's (laughs) on Tuesday night for election night. Oh, yes. Hollis and I will be having a special Get Tag Tappy Hour with for election Jill. night. Uh, Ridley. And yes? Ridley. Yeah, really, Dolan's. You know it well. Talk yes. about Dolan's real quick. It's a pretty good. It's a pretty nice boy. Pretty nice. I hear it's amazing. Yes, it is awesome. They had to it's set up our back to uh, watch the game on the uh, on the giant screen. It's a bar that's been there for uh, the neighborhood bar that's been there since I think I want to say nineteen fifty four or nineteen fifty two. But he, he's uh, PJ is the uh, third generation owner, so he, he lives above. The, uh, I shouldn't tell everybody where he stays. Yeah. At. but everybody already, probably already knows it's, it's right there in Ridley, though. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, we will be there on Tuesday, everybody. Yes. So please come out, join us on Get Tank Tappy Hour in Delaware County. Delco, 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 Delco. Delco. Chris Sack, 
Throw this to you right now. Maybe we got a lot to talk about, including... Well, we have plenty. So I'm going to do some James Madison alumni real quick, and then I'm going to hit a little bit on the World Series before we go into our picks. So, James Madison alumni, famous, Jim Acosta, American journalist and the chief White House correspondent for CNN. Former Eagles linebacker, undrafted free agent in 2007, Akeem Jordan. NASCAR driver. When you think of garbage, think of Akeem. (laughs) NASCAR driver, Elliot Sadler. Okay. Two prominent football names. One of the most hated Dallas Cowboys, Charles Haley. Oh, Oh, I didn't know he was from there. Charles Haley and... There, did we not say Charles we Haley? Did. Yeah, we, we did. We said it. And Ray Finkel before Ray Finkel. Scott <laughs> Norwood. Oh, my gosh. No. Pretty good wow. stuff. Huh? Excellent. Uh, never do that. Three minutes on baseball. Listen, Go. All right, let's talk some World Series here. First of all, analytics suck. All right, because this World Series should have went to a Game 7. Because the way Blake Snell was pitching, nine strikeouts, two total hits. And you you want to go ahead, and he's coming back to the top of the lineup. The top of the lineup, the top three hitters against Blake Snell in Game 6. 0 for 6 with six strikeouts. That's Mookie Betts, that's World Series and National League Championship Series MVP, Corey Seager, and COVID-bound Justin Turner. And you go ahead and, and, and you take him out at 73 pitches. Kevin Cash, you are... I, I, I don't even know what to say. Like I know, I know. <laughs> Outside how, your mind, I know this is how you won. I know this is how you got there. But sometimes you have to just ride the horse that got you there. Because I'll tell you what, John Smoltz last night. If you guys watched the World Series game, he was sitting there. He was peeved because you want to know why? Because if Bobby Cox waddled his butt out there, he would have told his fat <laughs> ass to go sit back down on the bench if he was trying to pull him at seventy three pitches. <laughs> Kurt Schilling would have told Tino Martina or Terry Francona, and he probably would have told. Bob Brenly to go sit his butt back down on the bench. Could you imagine if Charlie Manuel waddled out there with his country bumpkin self and he tried taking Roy Holiday out at 73 pitches Ooh. in the sixth inning? There is no damn way. Listen, man, analytics, throw the computers out the window. Screw we- you guys. I'm going home. Get, get over yourself. And if we're going to real quick, I have to touch on this, okay. the fact that Justin Turner, Major League Baseball, you screwed the pooch. How in the hell can you get a test result back in the seventh inning of Game Six of the World Series? Right, and you pull this guy, you you pull him out of the lineup in the eighth inning. Oh God, eighth <laughs> inning! And it's like I'm sitting there, I'm watching the, the I'm watching the like you know, the defensive changes. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. Chris Taylor goes to left field. Kiki Hernandez to second. What the hell is Rios doing at third? Justin Turner's a pretty good third baseman. So and then all. All of a sudden, they're like, well, we don't have a report. And then Kevin Burkhart comes up before they do the trophy ceremony. And they go ahead and, and, and they say, hey, this is what's going on, COVID-19. And then you let him party with the team and kiss his wife on the field. Wow. wow. And in the, the picture, too. And, and I was, right. And I, I just, oh, sorry. Talking about <laughs> spreading COVID-19, you were just doing it all night. And you just do it after the game anyway. So what the hell? Season's over. Hollis, what do you have? All I had was, you know, if you notice, the Rays are the team that everybody gets their first World Series from in quite some time. We got our first, our second one against 
In 28 years. Yep. Yep. And then who, 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 Dodgers win their seventh in 32. <laughs> and, I and, just noticed that. And like, real wow. quick tidbit before we get into our get into our picks here. Rob Manfred was absolutely drunk last night during that segment. <laughs> you guys listened to him talk. He was slurring his speech. And listen, coming from a guy that knows what it's like to be wasted back in the day, Rob Manfred was drunk. So let's go Expect ahead. Expect nothing less from that idiot. <laughs> absolutely not. So hopefully it causes him his job. Let's look at our picks, guys. We're going into week eight. Where are we, baby? Standings after week seven. We have a new leader on the board. After a three, Had a bad week. After a three and one week slash oh. at 20 and nine, Diaz goes one and three. He's at 19 and 10. Sackmaster is at 18 and 11 after a two and two week. I'm just gonna say in last place, Hollis fourteen and fifteen overall, one what, and three week, and the, what's and, my name, Skip? And Q <laughs> Q is in fourth after going zero and four, the first over of the Ooh, season. Did I go over? First over of the season. You, how did you win forty some hundred dollars and you went over four and just straight up pay? Like I said, Fox Sports the Gambler one hundred two point five. Bet the over on college, baby. Bet the over on college. New England, Vegas, the Bears, and Tennessee. You went over four. And, uh, oh my God! How about uh, Goskowski? What's a oh, oh man? He God. should be fired. Bad. So, guys, this week, Thursday Night Football, Atlanta at Carolina, the return of more than like The Mac? Kristen McCaffrey. And Cheetos? Run CMC. <laughs> what is it? Run CMC. It's Atlanta at Carolina. Atlanta looks like it looked like garbage against a Detroit they blew team. Another they, one. they blew another one. They blew another one. Carolina. Slash. Definitely Carolina. Hollis. Atlanta. ATL Diaz. Despite Matt Rule's uh, face shield, Carolina at home. You, you know what? I think we should uh, instill, uh, like, tag the movie. Let's let the girls in. Oh, God. She starts picking, and at the end of the season, we'll go based on percentage if she's doing well. I, I won't, though. You don't have a choice. You just got you just got entered. Atlanta, <laughs> Carolina, Super Sam. And get in front of the microphone, Super Sam. Atlanta at Carolina? Yes. yes. I'm going to go Carolina. Carolina, Carolina. And I'm going to go with Carolina as well. So was that a wash? It was no. no. I, 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 I took Atlanta. You took Atlanta. Yeah, because yeah, you would have heard me. <laughs> Return of the Jack. Now, Sunday Night Football is Eagles at Dallas, and we're not going to pick that game. No, no. Everybody in this room is going to pick the Eagles. Damn, so I substitute it. Good. Going, 1 o'clock Sunday. The six and zero Pittsburgh Steelers at the five and one Baltimore Ravens. Wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I'm going with Ravens. Uh, I think at home, even though home field doesn't mean much, they they need this one. Correct. Going Ravens. Tank Steelers. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Super Sam. Baltimore all the way. I'm going with the Ravens as well. It's about time that these frauds, yep. the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's about time they lose. Yeah, right. 425 Sunday, another tough matchup. San Francisco 49ers beginning to get healthy here, picking up some steam in the NFC West. At coming off their Just first loss. destroyed the Patriots. Seattle Seahawks. Oh, God. Seattle coming off a loss? Yep. No way. Seattle. I've been riding Seattle all year. Russell Wilson. Tank. What what are you playing? They're Seattle. playing in Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Diaz. Seattle. Sam. I gotta go with the group. So we're all yeah. Yeah. Do we want to pick something else real fast? 
Here's another one. 425 on Sunday. Saints at Bears. There we go. I like that. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. Saints. Saints. Hollis. I got to go Bears. <laughs> He's going the, against the great. Always the, the contrarian. I hate the Saints. He's got to catch up. But the I, Saints the, in the cold, man, that's rough. I'm going to I'm gonna have to go Saints. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Didn't think You're about that. You're going Saints? Yeah. I, I got the Bears. Foles, the, the offense is a mess. I know you went Bears. Yeah. Hey, hey can you uh, switch my uh, Seattle one to the 49ers? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just thought about something. I, I, just, I just switched that one for me. Okay. Sam Fran for Tank. Sam? I'm going to go with the Bears. Interesting. Go Bears. The Bears, yep. I want the Bears to lose every game for the rest of the season. BD Nick. That's New- why Sam and, was going and with it. And that's the reason why I'm sick and tired of hearing about yeah, get it. Over, get over yourself. New Orleans, baby. Until, until, you, until, your buddy, until your buddy wins one, New- you'll keep hearing about New it. Orleans, New Orleans. <laughs> Monday Night Football. This is going to be a wash as well. I don't even know why I'm even going to go around Lizard. the room here. Well, let's Tam- just put the spread in it. Tampa, ten and Tampa and at the Giants. It's ten and a half. Go, against the, go with the spread. <laughs> you know what? i got to make up ground. The Giants. Whoa! Oh, my God. Oh and my. just like Hollis did, I'd like to retract that and take Tampa back. Okay. All right. All right. I was going to say, this is 40, 40. What's the spread? Uh, do you guys want to do the spread? It's 10 and a half. 10 yeah, and a half? No. Come on. Come on. Oh, right. the spread. That's a great idea. 10 and a half? Yeah. 10 and a half. I'm Tampa. T- Tampa. <laughs> Tampa. I'm going to take the Giants if I get the spread. All right. Damn, Skippy. <laughs> I'll take Tampa and the points. Uh, minus the, the points. Minus, minus the points, points yes. Sam. I hate him so much. I will root for the Giants. Holy yes. oh Thank you. Gosh. In your face. Wow. Yeah, I hate him so much, too. That's why I'm, I'm not picking it. This team is going to trounce the Giants. That's what you think. Okay. Tampa Bay. Come on, wrap it up. Thank you all for your selections again this week. Back to you, Q. You guys, we appreciate you hanging out here. Green Legion Radio, Dallas Sox 1.0. Don't worry, we have another one coming up Christmas weekend, the Thursday before. It will be Dallas Sucks 2.0, and we're going to make more fun of them after what we already know is going to be a completely abysmal season. Once again, we want to thank our sponsors at Bud Light, Stateside Vodka, MCS Construction, the Next Sip, Cavanaugh's Restaurants, and Delilah's again <laughs> next Thursday, baby. Last time we're in the studio for a while, unless it's uh, Get Tank, but even next week we're out for we're that. Out. Yep. P.J. Dolan's in Ridley just on Dolan's. Tuesday. It's just, just Dolan's? P.J. is, is, is the I got you. Dolan is the guy. Dolan's <laughs> in Ridley next Tuesday for election night. Uh, yes. Chickies and Pete, South Philadelphia for Bud Light night. Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. live. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM. On behalf of my entire panel, Dallas sucks.